planting in Prague. How long ago was that and how long were you there? Yeah, we, we went to Prague December of uh, 2008 and we were there for seven years. Uh, had a wonderful seven years. And we left Prague uh, 2015 because we had been approached to become member care uh, in South America. And um, after some discussion with leadership, we it was decided that we would move to Uruguay and uh, the capital city is Montevideo. So we were there for three years uh, before it was decided that we could relocate to Panama uh, for uh, logistical reasons from Panama. Panama is a wonderful traveling hub. We can, you know, it's just uh, more advantageous to fly out of Panama to our locations in South America and um, it's closer to Canada too. So we have, we've been in Panama now for one year. We yeah. arrived November 1st of last year. It's a seven hour flight from uh, Montevideo into Panama. So we cutting that out every time we travel uh, to visit our missionaries. Okay. So that saves a lot of time and a lot of traveling. Yes. Yeah. So you were moved to Panama city um, about a year ago. And when you got there, what happened as far as COVID restrictions? Well, uh, COVID didn't arrive on the scene until about March. And uh, it was, I believe it was March 9th when cases first started appearing in Panama. So it very quickly moved into lockdown mode. Um, I believe it was March 17th when the schools were closed. and uh, there was a complete lockdown as of March 22nd. And by complete, we mean complete. Uh, the only things that were open were grocery stores, gas stations, pharmacies, um, and, hospitals. And, and hospitals, of course. Um, what is a cl- complete lockdown? Um, they implemented a gender restriction from the beginning. Um, so Maria could go out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I could go out Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. At first. At first. Uh, I'll explain that a little later. Um, and we, we couldn't just go out any time during our allotted days. It corresponded with the last number on our ID. And uh, uh, for instance, I was allowed from out from 7.30 to 9.30 in the morning. And Maria was allowed... Um, one thirty to three thirty in the afternoon, and we were on a curfew from seven p.m. till five a.m. So, so no, no one would go out anywhere after seven p.m. No, yeah. there's lots of people arrested, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting when they when they implemented the gender restriction that the first day that uh, women were allowed out, uh, over five hundred men were arrested. Um, <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> just for, so they don't fool around there like if if you are out when you're not supposed to be it's not a warning it's like you can get arrested arrested and a thousand dollar fine a thousand dollars they started with a hundred dollars right 
Then it escalated to $1,000. And if you couldn't pay it, they would put you to manual labor, cleaning streets and so forth. Yeah. Um, so the city is wow. really clean. And, and, uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. You got a clean city in Panama. With wow. regards to mask usage, there, you know, that's one thing I will say about Panama. There was no argument about, you know, wearing masks or not. Everybody just did. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know. Um, Hand sanitizers, getting our temperature taken every time we entered the grocery store. Um, when we walked into the store, like we had sanitized our hands when we walked through the entrance. And then when you walk into the store to, uh, on the escalator, you, you sanitize your hands again and there's someone cleaning your card. And so just super on top of that, all of that stuff. Um, so we felt, when we were out, we felt safe. There was no protests? Like people weren't out rallying and protesting against masks and restrictions? No, no, no nothing no. at all. Uh, I mean, people made their displeasure known um, because being restricted to two hours, uh, you know, that, that's hard. And, and, and when we say restricted, we live in an apartment complex. We were not allowed to use the apartment pool or the apartment uh, gym center that is in the building. Um, we had to stay in. There was no, there was no uh, going out for walks yeah. or, or being outside. So what if you I had a dog? Like if you had a pet that you would take for a walk to do its business, you couldn't do that? Uh, technically no, but people did. I mean, uh, there was people with large animals inside the house. Like where, what are you going to do? Right. So that, that did change after a couple of weeks of the public fighting saying, look, our animals need to go outside. Yeah. We cannot keep them in, in our small apartments. So did you guys have a balcony or anything? Could you at least step outside and breathe in the fresh air? <laughs> well, it's really small, but we do have a balcony. It's about four feet by eight feet. And it overlooks a busy highway. And um, it was good entertainment. It was. You have to remember <laughs> in Panama, the temperature is uh, steady throughout. It's uh, high humidity and 30 degrees. So you didn't really want to be in the balcony. Yeah, you just wanted to sit in the air conditioning inside, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here you just get to uh, Panama City. You get into lockdown. It's two of you in an apartment. And were you still able to do your member care? Were you still able to connect with the other missionaries? Absolutely. Yeah, just virtually. Zoom. Zoom, Zoom has become our best friend. Yeah. Before Zoom uh, was common knowledge, uh, I thought it was a word uh, to describe going fast. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, Zoom has become our best friend. Yeah. And, um yeah. Well, it became our lifeline with our missionaries. Mm-hmm. We had uh, many meetings that way, and especially from the beginning, because people felt very um, anxious. Uh, you know, when is this going to end? Uh, what's going to happen to our loved ones at home? Yeah. Uh, that's something that was on our hearts very much. And so being able to connect for prayer meetings, et cetera, was, and just to listen to them was a, a huge blessing uh, to be able to connect to such a device as Zoom. Yeah. yeah. But it must have been frustrating being locked in an apartment, you know, thousands of miles away from your kids at home, doing the same thing you could do from your living room at your house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, well, uh, we we did contemplate coming earlier to Canada, but uh, the, the airport was closed. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. It, it only opened October 12th. And uh, so... Here we are. So you arranged with your 
um, with Avant Ministries for you to come home for a while. How long are you in Manitoba? We leave January 18th. We have tickets for January yeah. 18th. Okay, so that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Yes. But yeah. as soon as you got here, you had to isolate for two weeks. That's yes. right. And then what happened? Well, our our plans to give hugs to our kids and our parents have to be put on hold because now we have these these new restrictions here. Yeah. So yeah, that's unfortunate timing. But I guess you can talk to them like maybe outside the window. I don't know. <laughs> We actually have been sitting in our car. They sit in their car and we have sip on a coffee and visit. Oh, so. it's got to be good to see your kids in 3D, not on a screen. It sure <laughs> it is. is. It you is. know, it's, uh, it was, of course, we were very disappointed when we found out that uh, we were going to be going into this uh, restrict, these restrictions. But these restrictions here seem less restricted than what we experienced for oh, six yeah. months straight. We were in our apartment for six months straight, where Saturday and Sunday, you couldn't even go out to get milk. So, um, yeah, there was a time, as I said earlier, I was allowed out three times a week, but the numbers of COVID continued to climb. So they added uh, a restriction to us men. Um, they took Saturday away. So Saturday and Sunday were complete lockdown. So, um, when, when you're allowed out on Thursday and you really don't need to go grocery shopping, you go to the grocery store anyway because yes. that's the only place you have license to go. And um, let me tell you, staying inside your apartment from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday is the next day you can go out. It makes for a – those are long days. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you think people here in Manitoba even understand fully what a lockdown – is in my opinion no <laughs> well we wouldn't either had had we not experienced that right, right? yeah um so yeah um we listen to a lot of uh people expressing the uh anxiety that they feel for the the restrictions here in canada mm-hmm. and and i i i often hesitate to tell them what it was truly like for us because we had food we had shelter we had air conditioning you know we were still taken care of we weren't put in a position where we felt unsafe. So, um, yeah, it's it's just something that you don't really truly understand unless you live through it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Here, when people have been complaining about our restrictions, I've used you guys as an example a lot because, you know, we've been friends for many years and we've been, you know, Zoom chatting while you were out there in lockdown while we had restrictions And I've used you guys as an example many times when people complain about these restrictions we need to follow. I go, you guys don't understand a lockdown. Let me explain what my friends are going through. So, uh, and now you're here, (laughs) but uh, I I love that you guys have given us this look into um, what a lockdown was like in another country. Uh, What are your thoughts when you see people protesting and some in ways that you probably shouldn't, uh, protesting these restrictions? like, w- What are your thoughts in comparison to what you guys have lived? While we were church planting in Prague, we, we were church planting with a team, and there was a saying that we had posted in, in the team meeting room. And um, um, it, it went something like this. Um, let your observations form questions 
and not conclusions. Okay, and what did you draw from that? Well, very often I think we, we seek to get our point across without truly understanding. And right now, I, I don't understand all the hullabaloo about being anti-mask. I really don't, especially coming from uh, the context of Panama, where even today there are a thousand cases a day reported in a country of only 4 million. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, ju- I just don't get it. And then from my personal point of view of as a follower of Jesus Christ, we're called to love God with all of our being and then love our neighbor. And loving God also includes listening to our governments. And um, I, I take that to heart. And loving my neighbor, um, I'm going to wear a mask. So I, I, I don't understand why there is this. I mean, I don't enjoy wearing a mask. No. But for the sake of loving God and loving my neighbor, I'm going to put one on. And, you know, in, in Panama, wearing masks, sanitizing, social distancing, it obviously worked. Mm-hmm. I think they uh, agree with us. Right now, there's a threat of, of them going back into a lockdown because, because of the hurricanes and people are being displaced and uh, COVID is not dead. Yeah. Uh, it's still very much alive there. So they're threatening that. But from what we understand, the gender restriction is not going to go back. Mm-hmm. But they are threatening to go back in lockdown simply because people don't have a place to be alone when they're sick. I'm yeah. sure that everyone wants to know, did the lockdown work? We believe it did. It, it did. Um, however, there's a caveat. Uh, the, the numbers certainly, um, you know, at the height of the, the pandemic, we were experiencing 1,800 cases a day. And uh, then it got down to like, 300 and 400, which was awesome. That was fantastic. Since uh, October 24th, when they reopened um, restaurants and the beaches um, and, 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 took a, and took away the, the restrictions of gender and, and uh, the days, um, numbers, again, are climbing. Uh, it's over, again, like yesterday was over 1,000. Mm. Um, so that's, that's that- concerning. That's, but also that's according to how many tested. They also do uh, up as many as 9,500 9, tests a day. Mm. Like the goal is to do 10,000 tests a day. They have teams going around, especially in the poorer areas. And another thing that we should mention is um, right from the beginning, the government had, uh, I think, three large hotels set aside that if, some, let's say, someone in the family has COVID and um, there's let's say there's seven people in this family, that person, the person with COVID gets put in a hotel uh, where uh, um, they have a a nurse checking on them on a daily basis. And they have a special company that a cleaning company that cleans these hotels. This is how they kept the hospitals from being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So at the moment they were down to under 400 people in hotels, but right now there's again, over 800 people that are isolating in hotels. And the government um, would pay for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And everything. Everything. Uh, from what we understand, um, this is what worked. People that have COVID 
stay home. <laughs> yeah. You know, they isolate, they stay home, they don't go out. Their the government offers to to take care of them. And from what we understood that and what we heard and read and from other people is that is what worked. Is that people that are infected stay home. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean Maria and I live in a nice neighborhood. Um, we live only together, whereas um, people in poorer circumstances, um, it's not uncommon for seven people to be sleeping in one room because that's that's what they the, have. That's what they have. And um, in Panama, there's um, a portion of the society that relies on an informal economy, meaning they're selling um, their wares, be it fruit or vegetables, at the side of the road, and they live hand to mouth. Um, so uh, if they want to eat, they have to be out selling and you need to be in contact with people. So again, that's, um, that's another factor that to consider that, you know, we don't experience um, yeah. living in Canada. Wow. Well, you guys, uh, I, you know, I feel bad for you for the timing of when you came to Manitoba to be with family and friends um, and your supporters for your mission. Um, but thank you for the perspective because seeing it through someone else's lens in another country that's seen it handled differently, we can put it in perspective here. So thank you for giving us that perspective. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It was our pleasure. It's the next morning show.